Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Dr. Homebrew, where we sit and score homebrewed beers and talk to the homebrewers. We sit and score. Sit and score, baby. That's all you got to do when you throw it out there. You know what I'm trying to say? It's the only show like it on the internet podcast world, and I don't know if there's a reason for that. <laughs> but uh, it exists. Yeah, it exists, and uh, you're a part of it. So thank you very much for doing that. Before we get to our guests, I do want to thank our fine sponsor, Five Star Chemicals. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and check out all of the ways that you can clean and sanitize better because we can all be doing that. Let's be, let's be completely honest. And if you're going to HomebrewCon, they will be there. You can talk to them, maybe get a free sample. I don't know, just saying. Uh, and thank them for being a sponsor of this show. Um, you know, they're good people. Good people having a good time. Just trying to teach you how to make better beer. We like them. Hell uh, yeah! You not like them? I mean, it's, it is. Uh, They're like the chemical brothers. Yeah. It's, What's it's not to awesome. like? I don't know what that that reference is. I have no idea what you're talking about. But. <laughs> uh, They're like the Bob Marley of the non-pot smoking world. <laughs> it's true. Wait, what? Is there such a thing? Let's tie these headphones in a knot. <laughs> what are you doing yeah, over there? What are you there? doing, dude? Going going I pulled one headphone off, and then I put the other one on to see if it worked better. And then, like, I tried to take the other one off. It's like wow. trying to take it's your like, it's like, like a underwear cat. off without taking your pants off. It's kind of like that. It's like, like a cat playing with, like, three balls of yarn <laughs> or something over there. Jesus Christ. Look at you. Help. <laughs> I need some scissors, help. Not just any scissors. Uh, yeah, we should chop these apart, actually. These are horrible headphones. Bev will take care of it. Oh, sorry, but go ahead, Bev. I'm on it. I can fix it. By the end of the show, I'll be... Don't, don't worry about it. Okay. Just stop. You He's not going to taste any beer with the show. He's just going to be sitting here. Yeah, you don't want to see him struggle? He's pulling my head down. No. <laughs> I think that was going to be great. This is sad. <laughs> I want to, to taste my sour beer now. <laughs> yeah, you brought a sour beer in. Yeah, it's called Pucker Up Buttercup. All right. And is it, is it like your weird sour project beer where you just it bring is. all the weird beers you and you there? ferment it? Um, no. Okay. I think we should finish there because we have other beers to taste, right? We have, yeah, we have this crappy right, double New England IPA as well. We have the alt beer, which you're already drinking, but... It doesn't smell bad. Huh. Yeah. For, is this the one you spit in? For Frankenbeer. <laughs> I didn't spit in it. <laughs> My wife did. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't do it. Uh, what beers do we have, folks? What beers do we have? A Saison, I believe, yes. And we Saison. have a Dunkelsbach. 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 Okay, Six well, C. let's get uh, Josh on the line here. and um, which, which one's Josh? Saison. 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 Uh, if you guys want to crack that. That bro, it looks really clear in the bottle, man. Just you can see right through it. Josh, are you there? I am. Hey, how's it going, dude? 
Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Not too bad at all. We're about to break open this beer. It's a Saison, right? I got the right one. We did it. Yep. You got it. Oh, right. oh, oh, oh foaming oh, over. Oh. Foaming over. Oh. Wow. I probably shouldn't have juggled with them all first. Do you know how to juggle? It didn't no. have a white cap, did it? No. Oh, okay, then. It's not the other one that I sent in. <laughs> yeah, I'll, juggle, I'll juggle on the air. This no, I had, the other one that I sent in, I opened at my homebrew club meeting the other day, and it gushed, like, aggressively. Oh, this so. wasn't super aggressive. It just it, it took a couple seconds to kind of trickle up, but... Not that I have any problems or anything with my process. <laughs> eh, you should be fine, I'm sure. Um, have you uh, done Saison before? Is this your first shot? I have, actually. Okay. Actually, about two years ago, I sent in the first version of this beer to you guys. Oh, how did we like it? <laughs> I think it did all right. It did high 30s. This is, uh, okay. Let's see what you guys think about this one. I got to tell you, though, you guys forgot the part of the show where JP complains about the state of craft beer. And then oh. talks about tiki bars in Portland. Oh. Oh, my God. How did we forget that? It's not in the I program. I've been listening, and I usually JP hits at the beginning of the first, the first episode. <laughs> yeah. See, JP, we're, someone was listening. Yeah. We're in a good mood today, I guess. Well, something. things go. Well, I got it all out on the air on Monday on the session. But, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, well, you, go through, you go through phases, man. Right now, I'm not worried about craft beer because I'm not drinking a craft beer because there's literally no craft beer out there that I would drink. <laughs> There's still time in the show. Well, I'm drinking Keith's Homebrew, uh, which is something I never thought I would say. But, uh, you know, hey, man. You mean Kyle? You think you'd never... Keith Kyle. Kevin, Keith Kyle. Why would you never think you'd drink my Homebrew? What's that all about? Well, uh, just more than one or two glasses because... The the all-pair's pretty fantastic, I'd have to say, but... It's not bad. Tap tap myself myself on the back. Tap yourself on the back, dude. (laughs) I'd tap that. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, Keith, why don't you go ahead and start on Josh's saison? I gotta say, this one has a slightly different aroma than the one I, I tried earlier today, which is, is pretty awesome. Uh, that I, I'm judging this beer twice in the same day is pretty pretty fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, we're moving the camera. I'm gonna move this, this uh, growler out of the way again. Nobody's gonna watch me struggling over here anymore. That's sad. Okay. Anyway, uh, I got a strong pills malt character, crackery. Um, slight floral hop aroma. Um, slight to moderate. Um, a little pepper and clove. I'm, I'm on this one. I'm almost picking up some funkiness. A little bit of, uh, sorry. I, I get more of the. I get more fruitiness. I get a little bit of tropical fruit on, on the nose on this one, and the one I had at home earlier today, uh, while I was in the shower. Uh, <laughs> I was judging it while I was in the shower, getting ready for the show. I, I did bathe before the show, which was good. Um, I did actually work before that and bathe. I bathed twice today. Uh, anyway, uh, touch of clove. Um, the esters now, like I said, I'm getting a little more of this tropical fruit sort of character. I would, I don't know, you mean, mean like a faint passion fruit and mango. Um, may, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of citrus, but it's a little <coughs> different than what I what I was picking up before. Getting some alcohol, low alcohol, uh, but overall, it's pretty clean. There's nothing off there. There's no diacetyl, no DMS uh, on the nose, uh, no acetaldehyde. Um, appearance-wise, medium gold. The one I had at home uh, was pretty, pretty cr- uh, brilliantly clear. This one's looking a little bit, a little bit hazy. Uh, maybe you know, it, the bottle shot up a little bit and kind of. Well, I did have to carry it from the garage. Yeah, so that that may be also why mine sat in a fridge for about a month. Um, Long-lasting white, thick white head. This one doesn't have as much of a head on it as the one at home did either. Probably these glasses suck. Uh, that's probably why. 
But I thought it was a really pretty beer at home and gave it a three out of three, the perfect score on appearance. Nice. Um, got a little bit of shampoo in it, but that was... Uh, anyway, malt sweetness uh, initially <laughs> with a firm bitterness. Uh, but I think the balance still leads maybe kind of even, maybe even a little bit toward the malt. Um, it doesn't finish with the, the bitterness, but it is kind of sweet uh, in terms of you know the balance. There's a little bit of sweetness there. Um you know, I don't think it's too bitter. Uh, low apple. Uh, and now I'm getting a little bit that's more of this tropical fruit flavor, clove, um, and, and pepper are mild if, if they're, you know, very, just very there minorly. Uh, their hop flavor is uh, subdued, um, almost not picking up much, getting a little floral, but not, not much in the hop flavor at all. I thought that was a little low for a Saison. Um, it finishes clean, though, um, but it is... Uh, a little, little sweet, like I said, and I'm, gonna, I'm getting a touch of DMS as well in in the flavor. Um, medium low body, low alcohol. The carbonation is medium, medium high, a little low there for the style. Uh, as I, the bottle I had at home was creeping up as I was was judging it. Um, this one creeped up really quickly all over uh, one of Brian's score sheets. The conjugation has <laughs> crept, Keith. Yes. Uh, I don't think minorly is an actual word. Minorly. Neither is bigly. bigly. I didn't say bigly, though, so that's good. And I also didn't wrap my two headphones together. So. But I do, have, I do have a master's in English, which makes this pretty hilarious. And I, I taught freshman English for a couple of years. How does it feel to be dressed down by a guy who tangled his headphone cords together? It feels, it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty freaking sad. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> He's still working on it, though. That's cool. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. <laughs> Almost had it. Um, so it's not really it's not really quite dry or crisp that I would want it to be. I am getting um, some acidity, though, as you know, as I as I taste it more. I'm getting a little bit of that acidity, which is helping kind of dry it out a little bit. But it is a little bit a little bit more full and a little bit not as, as quenching as I would want a saison to be. Um, but I really, I really like this beer. I thought it was tasty. Uh, I thought it was pretty clean. Um, I thought maybe you can get a little bit drier, and uh, I, I do like the character of it. Maybe you could probably even get a little more character. Uh, maybe add a little more uh, finishing hops. Get a little, you know, a little more of that that floral character or some some spiciness there from that as well. Um, I mean, saisons are a pretty wide open style. It really depends on what yeast you're using, and but I think one of the you know the hallmarks is keeping it keeping it dry and and. And, and crisp and, and and maybe add the, uh, up the bitterness a little bit too. Uh, maybe change your water profile to get it a little bit harder. Um, but I mean that's kind of like a saison Dupont. And Brian and I were talking about that a little bit before before the show, and that's kind of like for our for us it's a hallmark of this. You know, hey, it's going to have that that dry mineral uh, excuse me character. But this one is a little bit sweeter. But there is some room for interpretation because you know the saisons out there are a little bit little bit different. Um, like I said, I like it. Um, I'd up the hops. Um, it's a great looking beer, and I gave it a 34. Excellent. <clears throat> All right, Brian, you ready? It's going to be about five more minutes. I will fill some time. These Chinese finger cuffs? Yeah, seriously. I don't know how you did that. Like, what the. <laughs> I told you exactly how I did it. Brian, just stop. Uh, (laughs) I can do it. I got it. That's okay. No, I I can do it. Uh, About the Saison, though. Oh, yeah. Good. Sad. uh, Looks bottle conditioned. I think it was uh, had some definitely some yeast in the bottom there. Um, And, yeah, it it was 
The one I had was filled very high. It was it was like filled up to the very very top of the cap. Hmm. Uh, yeah, mine was as well. It was like a tiny not, little yeah. bit below. Um, yeah, just below. There was like a, maybe an eighth inch of space. This one was a little lower film, but yeah. Um, and the foam, as soon as you opened it, crept up uh, right after pouring, like this one. Uh, aroma wise, it's strongly fruity and uh, and somewhat floral. This one, I think I'm getting more a little more spicy and pepperiness out of. Yeah, totally. And uh, it had some orangey undertones. It seems like two different beers here. Yeah, this one's a little more vegetal too. Get some of the like. Uh, like peppery sort of character, like peppercorn. Yeah, yeah. And even mm-hmm. even maybe like a, a tomato yeah. plant sort of thing. Like you know, like with the actual mm. tomato plant smells like not like tomato, but hey, a little of that vegetal, like the the green mm-hmm. greenness from that. I'm, I'm yeah, like, it's a little bit different. So the one I had last night was kind of medium high bready and light grainy. Uh, it had kind of a bruised peach and apricot kind of fruitiness to it. And esters uh, were, were pretty high. The alcohol comes through at a medium level. Wasn't hot, no DMS or diacetyl, but it just smelled a bit of kind of overripe fruit overall. This one's a little brighter and and spritzier and, and kind of fresher smelling, like a, a saison. And maybe has a little bit of kind of a odd little solventy thing in there or something in the nose, but or like a not nail polish remover, but the kind of a slight kind of um, interesting chemically thing in there. Um, Appearance-wise, it's a light orangey gold color. This one's yeah, kind of a light orangey, less, a little less kind of orangey, and maybe just straight gold, deep gold kind of. It's not like, I don't know, yeah. It's it's in a wider glass, too, so it's kind of looking different. It's like kind of a yellowy, yellowy gold. And um had a fairly good-sized head when it was poured. Um I poured it a slight tilt just <laughs> when I like I did here, kind of as I was like gently pour it because it was foaming over when I opened it. You have to use your judgment there when you're uh, pouring a beer as a judge. Uh, but usually you want to pour your beer straight down. If I did that with this, it would just go. <laughs> um, <laughs> this head is easily roused; it does not fade easily. Uh, mostly finer white bubbles and some larger bubbles on there. So uh, it, it it was a pretty beer. Um, Flavor-wise, again, very fruity, peach and orange esters, high with a low clove-like phenolic hints of uh, papaya and faint banana. Um, In the one I had last night, I'm getting less of that in this. Um, Moderate alcohol, only a a bit of hot solventy, but uh, not enough to detract much. Uh, The malt is bread-like and kind of understated. Uh, Decent kind of Belgian ale character. Uh, definitely balanced to the yeast character. Um, seems like it might have been a little bit on the higher temperature side of fermentation. You know, the fermentation seems fairly clean. Um, and the, the pepper comes out more in the aftertaste and as it warms up. Um, there's not very much hop in here. Just kind of a low herbal floral thing. And, uh, yeah, kind of fruity aftertaste again. And as it warms, it kind of changes, too. It just, yeah, the fruit and the pepper come out a little more, and it's like a little more kind of stale fruit, kind of almost, uh, I don't know, just kind of an odd sweetness, but not really sweet because it's pretty dry at the same time. I don't know how to explain that. I'll stop there. Um, mouthfeel-wise, it's medium light bodied, faint astringency. Um, it was brimming with carbonation, very high. Uh, more than more than hoped, even for for a saison, which is a highly carbonated style, um, had a moderate amount of heat from the higher alcohols. A little bit biting. It wasn't 
wasn't creamy smooth. I don't know. Just it wasn't quite as kind of refreshing and crisp as hoped, and like kind of you know just that nice like makes you want to take another drink right away. It's like oh, there's a little bite. Oh, let me wait a sec here, and then okay, yeah, that's you know it's it's okay, but it's just a little bit uh, aggressive in the mouthfeel. Excuse me. So I dropped it there quite a bit. I was kind of just struggling with the mouthfeel, just a little biting overall, and I didn't want that. Um, overall impression, had a very promising aroma. I really, you know, I liked the beer at first. As I went down, I was like, the flavor was okay. The flavor's all right. I went down to mouth. I was like, oh, mouthfeel's kind of bugging me. So I, I landed at a, okay, prom, it, you know, seems like the, the recipe is pretty good, but the fermentation may have had some issues. Yeah, I worked to take care of that Saison yeast and um, keep it keep it going. Not, you know, we've, we know you've been working with Saisons for years now, and, and uh, you, I'm sure you know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> high alcohols and the biting quality need to go. They detract from what should be a really refreshing beer. Uh, you know, work on the, the fermentation temperatures. Um, the pitch rate, the yeast health, the vitality, freshness, you know, oxygenation, the temperature ramp up and all of that. I mean, you know what to look for in there probably, and you're probably doing everything right. And you tell me exactly the profile you did. That was exactly what uh, the Belgians do. And anyway, but, um, I gave it a 29. I, I might've been a little rough on it, but I, it just wasn't where I wanted it to be. I don't know. And, and this one tastes a little different. I might give this one a lower thirties kind of a score because this particular bottle to me is a little brighter and fresher and, and kind of slightly more crisp tasting, but it's an interesting saison. I'd like to know what you did with it. And I'm going to throw in one comment before we talk uh, to Josh about this. Um, like right now, it's reminding me a lot of like like peach like uh, rings, like the peach candy mm-hmm. ring. I get yeah. some of that flavor like okay. there. That's kind of what it's jumping. You said peach, and I'm like, wait, yeah, it's kind of like that, but it's like it reminds me of that artificial sort of peach peach ring sort of gummy whatever and i haven't had one of those probably gelatin in them so i haven't had it probably like 20 years but that's what it reminds yeah me. i wonder if there's an acidity level thing going on here not like sourness necessarily but like just a, a slight kind of acidity that that's giving it kind of that candy like acid character you know because it's not it's not sweet it's it's pretty dry so it's an interesting one thanks for letting us taste it let's, yeah, let's talk sure. about what you did yeah no so i think that's pretty fair this is um, actually apparently an, a tradition I have with you guys where I try and slide a Brett Saison by you guys as a regular Saison. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, so that was, I, was I think that's where that, the, yeah. all the passion fruit, the passion fruit oh. peach, like all those sort of tropical fruit flavors are coming from yeah. for sure. Yeah. So this was um, White Labs 566, and then after primary, um, I pitched uh, White Labs Brett C, which I really like. Um, but I you, think how did you pitch the Brett C? Was it was there a lot in there, or what was you know what was? What, like, yeah, it was a starter. Or I, I pitched a decent amount. It wasn't okay. just a vial. Okay, gotcha. I spun up a decent starter over. I think I want to say about five days, so I gave it enough time to make sure it it came up. Um, but I think I got so I submitted this for just because I was screwing around. Submitted this to the first round at NHC as well, and it sort of got similar scores where um, it was low thirties and. The I think one of the overwhelming comments was, although they didn't say it was dry but sweet, they just said it, there was this lingering sweetness. And I think I get the same thing. This dried out all the way to 003, so it's not actual sweetness. I think it might be alcohol sweetness. Yeah. Where it ended up yeah. finishing was like almost 8%, or actually it was 8%, like 83 So 
um, I think that's where some of that sweetness is coming from. And then you're probably right. I mean, alcohol does does. You know, it's been a while since we talked about that. Oh, I got the, he, he uh, untangled the cords. <laughs> There we go. No, but no, alcohol, Believe in alcohol, miracles. alcohol definitely is sweet. And even some of the, the, the old double and triple IPAs, like, wow, why is this so sweet? But it is the alcohol. That's that's a good call there on that, and that's probably why uh, people I, are, I, I pitched know. relatively low for the beginning of fermentation, like in the mid-60s. And then after, I want to say, three days, I let it rise. I think I bumped it all the way up to mid-70s. But I think the other thing is... I use White Labs Belgian Saison too, and I think I might be done with that yeast because it doesn't, mm. the character of that yeast doesn't come anywhere near Saison DuPont, and I think that's everybody's baseline when they're judging these beers. It's yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's, I wasn't even, you know, Brian was talking about temperatures, and I wasn't even going to touch that one because Saisons, <laughs> depending on the yeast strain, yeah. is just such a, like, such like a who the hell knows. different animal. Yeah, something yeah. like, it's go up to 90 degrees. Like, you know. Exactly. And in San Francisco, you, to do that, you have to, like, put the fermenter, like, I, I don't even know where, like, in, in your oven, maybe. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, well, and everybody's got such a like personal approach to that stuff. Like in the last show, you guys were talking about, I think it was the Weizenbach, and you know, yeah. like a lot of people think at lower temperatures it pushes esters for those type of yeast, and then at higher temperatures it pushes the phenols or whatever. But everybody has their own sort of ideas of how that works i'm sure that someone actually has some scientific backing behind it but everybody's approach to it is so different i'm sure there's a brulosity article about it that <laughs> they probably didn't you know keep controls pretty much for there very well <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. So, yeah exactly they, sorry, sorry brulosity they tested nine people and then now it's now it's everyone's like oh this is the, this is what it is nine <laughs> random people who are very good at tasting right. beer yeah well i really like bush light so I, you know, I, I, I enjoy i obviously i read the article so i was going to throw that out there that i'm, I'm making fun of them but i that's all it's all unjust i like those guys no i mean it i mean it i mean everything i'm saying um do you have any questions Uh, uh, yeah what about hops what are you doing with hops and green bill and oh yeah i was gonna uh, ask you guys about the hops because i get that comment a lot with saisons they're not hoppy enough when you guys are judging saisons are you are you leaning towards more when you're commenting on that bitterness or actual hop character because i this had 20 IBUs at 60 minutes, at least, you know, estimated or whatever. And then at 10 minutes, I did an ounce of sterling. But I think a couple, you know, two years ago when I submitted, that was sort of a comment that the hop character doesn't come through enough. Yeah. And I I can't help but wonder if the yeast covers that up or if it's just, you know, just not enough, like two ounces and you know of late edition to really get it to pop or whatever, especially with something like this that's got like a super characterful yeast. Crushes it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising you said sterling. That's kind of like the floral with a little bit of fruit there as well. It kind of that that kind of you know, affirms what we were saying. Yeah, and I, I like sterling a lot. And we were using that Kolsch I was tasting earlier. We had some sterling in it, even though it wasn't great. Um, but no, I, I mean, I guess I wonder. I mean, the other angle to take on that, like you're talking about bitterness, like 20, you know, it seems like it could be a little bit more crisp if you added a little more like bitterness. But maybe instead of going the route of adding more hops, like changing your water a little bit, like what yeah. is your water profile like for this? Like, I feel like a saison. Yeah, a little more mineral for saisons is actually a good thing. So I'm I'm in the Chicago suburbs, so we're in general pretty balanced as far as like sulfate and chloride are concerned. Super high in carbonate, so I, this is like half and half RO, and then Chicago water, and then I added mm-hmm. some some sulfate. I want to say like it was probably like maybe five grams and 
whatever it was, you know, a five gallon batch or whatever to, to you, bump it up a little bit on the, the sulfate side of it to dry it out, like you're saying, or at least it hopefully accentuate that. Yeah. Is there a target? Are you doing like two to one sulfate to chloride or what are you, what are you looking at there? Uh, and, uh, Generally I use like, um, brew and water and shoot yeah. for like the, this was probably, I think I would have used like the yellow balance profile. I generally lean on whatever they have in there as being okay. okay. I think that's usually probably yellow one balance? to one if I had to take a shot in the dark. What's a, what's yellow balance? So there's there's three. Like there's yellow. What, I think they changed the names a little bit, but there's like balance is kind of the middle, and then there's like yellow malty and yellow bitter. For yeah. okay, right. so there's different profiles in brune water, and you can kind of got you know, it. Like, yeah, and then, you know, I, I don't know. I think it makes sense. I think I would probably, and I, I, don't, I rarely, and we were just talking about my colch we were drinking. I'm like, I think the water is a little bit off in my colch. It needs to be a little bit harder. It'll sure. up the uh, the dryness factor a little bit, and I think that would mm-hmm. be the, the same exact thing I would prescribe here is maybe go the yellow bitter or go to that range a little bit. Sure. And, you know, and that's that's all kind of hard because you know you live in Chicago and the water probably changes there based on. You know, hey, was there salt? You know, what? You know, there's just a lot of different factors in, in your water. And, you know, it's hard to know season to season, year to year, what's going on. But, um, well, no, that's the one good thing about the suburb I live in is we pull out from Lake Michigan where they're dumping yeah. all of our, you know, wastewater and stuff yeah. half a mile out. So hopefully, hopefully our drinking water is just past where the wastewater is. So at least <laughs> it, it, is, it is consistent year round, I will say okay. that. Well, that's and good. It's that's good. Defense. Good lake. Where, what's, uh, what's the Chicago land? What's the suburb you live in? Elmhurst. Okay, uh, we were drinking. Uh, um, well, wow, it's half acre. I had a half acre IPA oh. here. They have it on draft here. We we were just drinking that uh, tonight. Oh yeah, but, half uh, acre Daisy Cutter was. That's their like pale ale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah, definitely yeah. our my initiation into craft a beer. Friend who works at a brewery up there in Chicago. When I get, get a chance to see him, it's it's pretty fun to go around and obviously a lot of bre- great breweries out there. So, absolutely. Are you going to NHC? <laughs> unless you, unless somebody wants to come and watch my two kids and like fend off my wife, that's oh. a no. <laughs> you bring them all. <laughs> there you go. Portland's kid friend. We're not right? good at fending off wives. JP and I both have um, fairly, I'm gonna say newlyweds, but that's not even close. Newly, we had, no, I, I married my daughter off already. <laughs> yeah, we well both played. have young kids, and this show's going to her dowry. <laughs> under a year, mine mine will be over a year barely, but I'm I'm leaving anyway, and just like I'm doing it, so. Anyway, no, I'm I'm running the prediction. Like I said, I'm in Central Time or whatever. So about about the time that I get off the phone with you guys and lay down is right when my daughter is gonna wake up and just start raising hell. That's what happens. That's what she happens. Knows, she likes to party. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. Thanks a lot, man. If that's it, we'll uh, we'll let you split out. Of course, guys. Take care. Thanks All right, a lot. Dude, cheers, Later, man. Bye bye. <laughs> Next cool. time we get Josh Cezanne or yeah. Yeah, I'm going to flag him. I'm going to flag this dude. The white I'm not surprised by the, the bread. I mean, it wasn't. It's yeah. not over, overly there, but I, I swore both times I smelled this beer today uh, that there was some bread in it. It's not. It's not overkill, but it is. It is a little bit. Yeah, it's light, but it's, it's there. Yeah, yeah, there's something else going on there. Definitely that tropical. Those tropical notes, definitely. You know what else is going on? More beer pro. They offer bulk malt hops, yeast, as well as pro fermenters and bright tanks, along with four thousand other products to breweries at wholesale pricing. If you have a brewery, sign up. For an account and save over at morebeerpro.com. Okay, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and we're going to try another beer. This is Dr. Homebrew. Hang on a second. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. 
Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The Internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. the examination all right thanks for hanging out everybody we got sour beer if you want to gain a more in-depth knowledge of yeast join white labs june 6th and 7th for yeast essentials 2.0 in Asheville, north carolina this two-day workshop will explore fermentation control points, tips for maintaining optimal yeast performance, and how to develop desired yeast flavor compounds. Attendees will learn methods for off-flavor detection and sensory evaluation techniques of different strains, as well as how to properly troubleshoot different fermentation problems. Can't make it to Asheville? Well, that's not a problem. They also have a webinar, which I hate that word, webinar. I just, I've never really liked it, and yeah. I, so I'm going to cross it out. I'm going to write, um, what would be a better word than a webinar? better than the word listicles. Listicles, um, you know what listicles are? Like those articles no. that have multiple images on them. People call those listicles, which obviously sounds a lot like uh, testicles. testicles. Yeah. <laughs> call it an interwebs seminar. Just a, a, how about a live broadcast? Live broadcast version. Register by May 7th to take advantage of early bird pricing. Learn more about the event by visiting whitelabs.com. Slash education. I don't know, webinars though are like rebroadcasts, so it's not always live. Like mm-hmm. the webinar is perpetually available, like on YouTube or something. Then so. it's a video. Yeah, I'm arguing with this dude online right now about how Heineken and Lagunitas are the same company. Oh, oh my favorite. Lo- oh, sorry, my that. <laughs> I think webinar is a country in the Middle East. I'm pretty sure. I think Lagunitas is a country in hell. <laughs> Oops. Is that Petaluma? There goes that sponsor. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> the show we brought to you we, by... We can cut that part out, right? Heineken and Lagunitas. Thank you. Um, all right, everybody. Let's get a Blair... Uh, not a Blair, but Blair well, on the phone Blair. here. Do I have Blair even in the thing? I do. Let's get him on. And he has... Do you have his beer? You have his beer. So let's pop that open, please. And uh, let's call him. Let's call him, won't we? And what is this? A dunkel? A dunkless box? Wait, listen for the hiss. Let's see. Blair, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing, dude? Good. How are you guys? Not too bad. Not too bad. And we've we've chatted with you before. I do remember that. Yeah, a couple years ago. There you go. That, That long ago? Yeah, time flies. Jeez, sure does, man. Yeah, I got I got three kids now. You're you're only up to one, so you got to catch it up today. <laughs> well, you know, hey man, what are you gonna do? Time time flies, but it doesn't fly that fast. Got some ketchup in to do. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's that what the kids call it these days. Ketchup My son in. likes ketchup. <laughs> um, all right, Blair, what what is a Dunkelsbach? Tell me all about this or Dunkless. I don't even know how to say it. 
Man, I, I don't Oculus. either. That's just the, what they changed the name to, right? I guess it used to be traditional Bach or something. Ah. Dunkless means dark. Is that what it is? It used to be traditional Bach, boys? Well, yeah, it's like the single version of a Doppelbach, essentially. Uh, and, and it's one of the, the, yeah, traditional Bach. And it's one of the probably the least brewed styles you'll see out of all the groups of beers in the BJCP category in terms of uh, brewed in America. There's just not a lot of people making uh, just sort of the, the regular Bach. It's just the yeah. water sound in the back. It's a waterfall. You see more like the my bo- like the Hellas Box yeah, now. Yeah, Hellas. I really love Hellas Box. I, lo- I mean, I love all these styles, but the double box are probably the most... The well, most common yeah, of the people are like, oh, I, don't, I don't want to make. I'm American. I don't want to make the the smaller version of this. House I want to make. Box. I want to make something bigger. That sounds very much the same as a, a beer judge. My my voice for an American. Mm. Yeah, a good buddy of mine won the uh, the Sam Adams Long Shot competition with a traditional Bach years ago. So my buddy Alex. Oh yeah, Alex Jobshoff. Yeah, huh? yeah. There's a picture on the bottle there. That was pretty cool. Not to name drop or anything. Yeah. Um, all right, Keith, American judge, why don't you go ahead and uh, start it on this beer? I thought I went first last time, but that's okay. I can go first again. Well, guess what? You're going first again. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, okay, aroma. Uh, lots of malt here. The sweet maltiness, medium toast, medium alcohol. Sweet moldiness? Moldiness. No, yeah. maltiness. Sorry. I'm going to try to go slower this time. Medium low honey, sherry, cardboard-like notes. Um, no hops. Um, otherwise, really clean. Um, it, it's like a really faint hint of cinnamon in the nose. And it's, it might be all the drugs you're on. It is all the drugs. It I'm might on. be the heroin that you're on right now, currently. Uh, well, I was shooting up in the bathroom a minute. Cinnamon. This, so. Just a hint. Not. No, uh, I don't get cinnamon. Sorry, homie. Okay. Well, you're off the show then. Damn it! Wait, it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> You're imagining things, Keith. There's no cinnamon in here. Come up with a better descriptor for that. Keith is still smelling, by the way. It's bad radio, but he's doing it. He's got his nose okay. deep yeah. down in that beer. Appearance-wise, I'll do the play-by-play. Play. A, a light, light brown, um, low white head, maybe just a, a little bit off white. Um, virtually crystal clear, but yeah, there's not there's not a lot of head. It looks like there's not a lot of carbonation. It looks a little lifeless. Um, as in, in the glass. Um, so flavor wise, um, definitely sweetness is the is the predominant flavor here. The sweet malt. I got some medium high dark fruit uh, prune. I think is one of the flavors I would describe that as. Uh, medium alcohol. Uh, also getting what I perceive to be as a, a little bit of esteriness from uh, you know just from 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 fermentation as well. So I get a lot of fruitiness from the the dark. Dark malt, getting a touch of, of the fermentation esters as well. Um, I, I would, I would think so. Um, I'm getting a fair amount of oxidation, so I'm getting some of that honey and cardboard. Um, it's not quite sherry like or anything like that. Uh, no hop flavor. Uh, balance is all towards the malt. There's very little, you know, obviously hop hop aroma and bitterness is also very, very uh, low. Uh, medium body. And actually, let me go back. Let me go back into flavor. Like as I'm tasting it again now, a lot of that breadiness uh, reminds me of of, of a dunkel, uh, very much so. Um, a Munich dunkel. Munich dunkel. Yes. Yeah. With that 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 heavy, you know, yeah. like dark dark toasty, you know, uh, crust, you know, like dark, dark crust sort Rich of bread crust. Yeah. Yeah, bread crust sort of thing. I'm I'm, I'm tasting it now, you know, and this one is a little <laughs> bit warmer, and that's I'm definitely getting that flavor. So I would assume, and you know, you should never assume, but you're using a lot of like dark Munich or something like that uh, to get that flavor. Is this a pumpernickel broth? Yeah. 
so medium body, medium alcohol, uh, very low carbonation. So these these bottles, uh, I think we've opened two now, and the carbonation on both of them is just it's really low, and it's a little bit lifeless uh, because of that. No astringency, um, but yeah, I think the the big issue in terms of uh, mouthfeel is really that that lack of you know, crispness crispness from carbonation. Christmas carbonation is lacking. It is. It's Christmas carbonation. It's my favorite time of the year when it's. Uh... Okay, Brian. I wasn't the one. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you another I headset over the there. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think it's a really solid beer. It's kind of interesting because I, I do taste alcohol, um, but I also it kind of reminds me of a Dunkel in some ways, and not not a, like, you know a, a Dunkel Bach. Uh, Donald's Bach, like it, it, I really would like to see a little more richness from the the malt. Like it's wouldn't we all? Yeah, and it, it's it's it, you know it. it like it, in my pockets, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I, I, I think the carbonation not being there is definitely very uh, problematic, and a little bit of oxidation. I don't, you know, maybe that's even just the the bottles. Like if they're not fully carbonated, and some oxygen's getting in there, and and being sent here was was kind of hurting them a little bit. Like that's where the oxidation's coming from. Um, so I'd like to see how old it is and, you know, what the whole the process was for bottling. Um, and it, it seemed, like I said, alcohol, but it also seemed, like, not very complex at the same time. Not that it has to be complex, but I just want a, a little more, like, oomph for, for a Bach beer. Um, so it seems like a, a, kind of like a bigger donkel and less like a, a Bach beer. Hmm. I, I, you know, and then, like I said, there's, this isn't very common, so you don't see a lot of these. You don't get a chance to taste a lot of these beers, but I have I brewed a, a good number of them as well. Uh, definitely challenging. Um, but uh, overall, I thought it was a really good good attempt. I gave it a 31. Is that a question? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, um, okay, Brian. Go ahead, man. All right. Uh, the Dunkless Bach. Uh, it's uh, in the nose, a rich, bready, and dark bread crust-like malt. Uh, some low toast. No hops. Faintly alcoholic, but not heavy. Uh, no obvious esters. No DMS or diacetyl. It seems clean and seems uh, cleanly lagered. The uh, appearance is a nice, rich copper brown color with an orangey hue. You know, pretty much perfect color, quite clear, perfect clarity. Uh, low off white head that just fades after only a very brief while. Um, so, yeah, again, it looks like it's a little lacking there. Uh, you should have at least some head on this beer, but again, sometimes our glassware does that, but yeah, I think it really is. You, know, it, you can rouse it a little bit. <laughs> And it's mostly fine bubbles there. So, uh, flavor-wise, it's richly malty. Has a low chocolatey character. Uh, very low hop flavor. Just kind of a light herbal floral in the background. Um, low bitterness. It's balanced to the malt for sure all the way. Um, clean lager fermentation is apparent here. Uh, seems like you know what you're doing there. Uh, finishes slightly sweet i would say medium it's it's only um containing pretty low of the kind of maillard you know what we used to call melanoidins uh the maillard notes uh the kind of rich maltiness that you get yeah. from those color reactions in the malt um it could be um made more complex to to fit the style better um Brian, why are we calling them melanoidins anymore what happened happened there oh well I'm funny you should ask that, Keith. A melanoidin is a is a, a color uh, uh, reaction. So the uh, you know the Maillard reaction produces melanoidins, but they are color compounds. They're not flavor compounds. 
So the Maillard byproducts are some flavor compounds that come up during those reactions that are kicked off uh, in the process. I don't know what the chemicals are called, but there you go. Um, Thank you, Mr. Wizard. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the one thing I know. Yeah, we'll ask Gordon about that. Uh, Yeah, we're still bitching about the 2015 guidelines a little bit. (laughs) It takes him two weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, no, it's okay. I'm sure the next guidelines will be fantastic. And, um, yeah, someone else can do all that work. You know, I'm not going to work to make it better. I'll just let someone else do it. And if they screw it up, I'll just bitch about it. That's That's what I do. That's That's what a homebrew club's all about. That's right. (laughs) No, I would love love to help with that. But... Breaking their ankles. They won't let me. I'd, yeah. Uh, mouth, Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. Mouthfeel-wise, it's medium full-bodied. Uh, kind of medium to medium full in that range. Um, medium low, low alcohol warmth. Not not super warming, but it's pretty smooth. There's a little alcohol there. Somewhat creamy. It's not astringent at all. It's almost um, completely still. There's no carbonation. And in that way, it feels kind of lifeless in the, in the mouthfeel. So I knocked it down a little bit there for that. Um, overall, though, that's a pretty well-balanced beer, pretty well-brewed. I like what is there, um, but it's lacking some of the complexity of the malt that you would want for a Dunkless Bach. And I would definitely bring up the CO2. Just the, the prickliness and uh, the, the bubbles pushing off are going to drive some more flavors into your mouth and your nose. And uh, Whether you like it or not. You know, definitely way. watch the bottling practices there. No, I think what's there is pleasant if it was pushing off a little more and maybe, you know, now, the melanoidins, the you know, you could. I don't know how you how you mashed. I would you know if you can do a triple decoction. Hey, you know, God bless you. But uh, you know, again, <laughs> we want to spend two days brewing a beer. Great, um, staying up till midnight and falling asleep before you can pitch your yeast. And while you're waiting for it to cool, hey, that's great. But I gave it a 33. I thought it was a very good beer. So, Brian, your Excellent. comment about the melanoidins or the Maillard, or was, was that it wasn't, there wasn't enough there? Is that what you were saying? wasn't enough there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, right. even, even things like longer boils and stuff like that are ways yeah. to, you know, not doing a decoction, but let, let me extend the boil. Let's bring a little more more liquid in and, and do a 120-minute boil or something like that. I think you get a lot of character and reactions there by doing doing that. And, and you can kind of, not, not even approximate, but give it a different character than you would get necessarily from decoctions. And decoctions are, you know, I've done them, and they're a little bit overrated uh, in terms of the flavor profile they give you, um, I think, at times. But that's up yeah. for debate. But I think boiling longer actually gives you probably more character than Or concentrating and boiling. Like, you know, some of the Scottish ale recipes you see will we'll pull off the first gallon yeah. of runoff and boil that. Yeah. And there's always that whole thing, like, wait, hey, is that is that diacetyl or what is? Yeah, you know, it's a little gets, too much caramel. Sometimes it sort gets sort of character, butterscotch character from that. But kettle, even kettle just longer, yeah, longer boils. I don't know. Like for beers like this, I find even even lagers. I feel like I mean, over like you want the mulliness to shine. That's it's a good idea to boil long, and we're probably gonna find out that that's what happened. And we sound like jackasses right now. So. Yeah, <laughs> I boiled for two and a half hours. And it's still not. no, it was three. Three hours. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, All right, Blair, what do you think about the comments? You got any questions? Let's go. Yeah, so um, interesting stuff. I think I I get where you're coming from in terms of I've played around with this beer uh, quite a bit. And, yeah, not having a lot of examples, I'm kind of just flailing around in the dark, right? Um, But I do find that the um, what you you said about it being a little light, like I – 
I was having trouble with this thing coming out, um, almost cloying, uh, to the mm. point of like, so I kept cutting back the crystal, kept cutting back the crystal. And, uh, so now I wonder if I've, I've kind of overshot my mark a little bit and maybe need to, to bump it up. But as far as complexity, there's like nine different malts in this. Okay. Thing, so, okay. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, you know, the, the bulk of it is, uh, Munich Pilsner and Vienna. That's, uh, like 55, 30 and 12% on those three. And then the the rest of it's kind of spread out across a few crystals and then just some color. So I've got like yeah. crystal 160, uh, Kerry Munich 3, crystal 120, and then just like tiny bits of melanoid and chocolate and black prints to try to kind of round out the back. Because I, I went with that chocolate because when I've done it before, like anything I used to get the color ended up making it just super sweet. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, I was trying to do something to get a little bit more color and maybe a touch of roast to kind of round out some of that sweetness. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I can taste a little chocolate in there. That's probably, that may be something you want to avoid, and and maybe there's other ways to avoid that sweetness, like use carafa, but then add maybe a little more bitterness or or change your water profile a little bit to to accentuate that and not get that, that chocolatey character. It'll get darker as you boil longer. Yeah, and that's another yeah, another way. But I yeah, I think one of the things I was I was wondering about, like what's your mash pH? Like what do you what are you doing there and, and and managing that and what kind of water are you using here? Yeah, so this one let's see, I got pH. Yeah, this one was right at like five four. Um so with the the water we have here is almost like um it's almost like distilled, right? So, um, so basically, I just manage the the chloramines out of it, and then, uh, you know, add a little bit. Um, so, with this with this recipe, Blair, where are you? Malts, by the way, I'm sorry, I didn't we didn't catch. Not by a big lake, apparently. Uh, no, they they treat the heck out of our water, and so it ends up uh, being almost like distilled um, by the time it's done. Hmm. So, where yeah, is, are you not uh, disclosing where you live? It for for are you in the witness protection program? Or like, oh, sorry, I missed that part. No, I'm in Austin, Texas. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, so, so yeah, so the the water out of the lake is like super limestone calcium, but then they treat it down to the point where there's virtually nothing left. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about moving there then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you among it, the zealots to... there? Isn't that the club? Mm-hmm. Austin zealots, one of them. Nah, like I said, I got three kids, so uh, <laughs> you, you guys are my social interaction for the month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, might as well. So, sorry uh... about that. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Blair. Uh, that, that was just it. So uh, yeah, the, the water's the water's pretty tame, and so yeah, I managed the pH down to to five four. Um, I added just a little bit of let's see, I got like a gram of. Uh, calcium chloride and uh three grams of calcium sulfate uh, just to kind of try to bump it up a little bit i think the water seemed fine to me yeah i just wonder i mean there's a, a touch of touch a little bit a little bit sour not not really sour but i, I don't know that's why i was wondering like i worry tang about, yeah a little bit of tang yeah all right, all right. but you know not, not a lot i just i wonder about that like with multi beers you're, you're doing the right thing five four sounds the range you want to go you want to go to the higher end of the 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 happy ph range so that sounds like the right thing to do um what about yeast what were you doing uh what was this the yeast strain and then also the temperature and your whole fermentation uh, schedule there yes it's a wp833 that's great yeah so the i use that for most of my loggers um so i took that uh started at 50 and then after uh i don't know three four days kind of ramped it up but um pretty standard fermentation on this one i think i had like two a couple packs into like four liters for the starter and then went from there got it sounds good right yeah it's not not cloyingly sweet or anything you got it down to a nice level yeah 
Yeah, I just I'm, I am struggling. I mean, it, it reminds me of like how people make are making dunkles now, and, and and sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. And I just I don't know. I wish there it was a little more. What do you wish? Maybe more of that crystal character that you're talking about, those low amounts. Like, I, maybe a little more of that. like The, the dark crystal. I don't, I don't necessarily like the dark crystal. Like, I would kind of... The lighter stuff. Yeah, the lighter yeah. stuff. To add a little more sweetness and less of the, the, the dark fruit <coughs> sort of character, especially with the not... You know, you know I'm so getting... push up to Karamunic. Yeah, the Karamunic 1, 2, or 3, something like that. And, not, and, and I'm getting some of that dark... I was talking about my comments, like some of that dark fruit that I'm... And it, maybe that it's coming off as esters a little bit, and it's, it's really from the... The, the malt more than it actually is from the fermentation, and I would rather just see a little more of the. But that's just me. I mean that. But that, it, you know, and it's like uh, you know, it just feels a little, a little off. Hmm. What are the bottles in carbonation? What's going on there? So why are, why are the bottles so uh, low in carbonation? That was just me Russian. Um, okay. So I was trying to get it out the door, and I had a, a few days to get it uh, carved up and get it out to you guys. So I, I slammed as much in there as I could and used the beer gun and crossed my fingers. So <laughs> I th- I, it was a little low, definitely. Um, you know, if I had a few more days to, to get some more carbonation in there, I, I usually I'll if I'm bottling off of a keg like that, I'll, I'll bump it up a few PSI beyond where I intend to so that's a little over-carbonated and then back it off to bottle it. Oh, yeah. I just didn't have time to do that, so it came out light. Yeah. All right. Well, well did that help, Blair? It's a good beer. I think it would be you know mid to you know high you know it would be higher than than this if it was if it was a little more carbonated for sure. So that's you want to. It, it's a clean beer, so there's not many many big problems here. Just again balance, but it's it would taste different. So yeah, go ahead. Cool. So, so you think just bump up some of that stuff maybe on the on the lighter crystals and to try to get a little more sweetness in there and stay a little bit out of the darker ones and back that down a bit. You know, just like hey, the, some carapils or some. No, yeah, it's something. Yeah, I, think, I, think, I think you get a lot of that that character you're getting from the Munich is kind of it's kind of the same stuff you're getting from the the dark. I mean, you know, it's like the Munich. It's it's obviously a lower lava bond sort of of grain, but you get some of that richness and and the dark malt. I, I don't think you need it necessarily, and like I wouldn't. I, I just don't remember seeing in my mind like a lot of box that have like dark crystal in them. And there, you probably got a, you know some other recipe somewhere, but I just I've never done that myself. I've used very little in the way of crystal, and just use some of that crystal to add to add the sweetness, but not to try to add any any more malt character. You're getting a lot of that malt character from Munich and Vienna and that, and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I, and, and Pils Malt, too, you get some malt character from that. So I think adding adding some other malt there, I don't, I don't think it's necessary, really. I think you, you know, clean lagers and, and simple simple recipes are kind of where Germans would go with this sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know if anybody, you know, mm. I, I brew a fair amount of German beers, and it sounds like you are as well. Like, I love 833, and it's, it'd be what I would use, but I would, I don't know. I just, I'd keep the the number of specialty malts, especially in a beer like this, kind of kind of minimal. Yeah, yeah. I felt a little dirty when I had to count and tell you guys how many were in there, so I, I get where you're coming from. That's all right. Well, I hope it helped, Blair. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Thanks, man. Mm. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Keith is serving us orange juice now. That's cool. I appreciate that, Keith. Thank no you very much. There's a little much. vodka in there. There's a little. Oh, well, shit. Okay, we're going to take a, a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to give stuff away, and then we're going to pour out Keith's beer. This is Dr. Homebrew. Hang on. We'll be right back. <laughs> 
know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, thanks for sticking with us, y'all. Don't forget, all you dads out there, or you know, people with dads, you know, don't want to discount everybody. Uh, Father's Day is on June 18th this year, and you're probably brewing for or on that day. So why not take your dad's celebrations a bit further with GrogTag? They have dozens of customizable templates that you can upload your own photos to and really get after the essence of what makes a dad a dad. How about some crisp New Balance sneakers with some white crew socks in front of a hot charcoal grill? Add some text and you have an instant hit on your hands. So check out grogtag.com today and use code BNARMY to save 10% on your next order. That's grogtag.com. If your New Balances aren't white, dude, I don't want any of it. I don't want your hamburger. You know okay. what I'm trying to say? Are we advertising for New Balance now? What's going on? I missed that. Uh, it's fine. We should have advertised it's a for dad New Balance. Thing. Yeah, you're a new dad. One of the you things that pissed me off most in the last year is that Asics changed their 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 sizing totally. Huh. So like, what used to be a nine and a half is now a ten, and it's like what the hell? Like I buy everything online, and you're like, what the hell? So you have to go to stores now, and, like try stuff on, like oh, I don't want to buy this, and then buy it online after that, which is just a pain in the ass. But it's like, why did you change your why don't you just sizing? Buy two pairs and then send one back. Because then you have to send it back. You have to go through that whole effort. Wow. It's a pain in the ass. But what's more a pain in the ass, going to the store or putting a label on a box? <laughs> Good point, JP. I don't know. I, I, I think that's kind of a, it's kind of a, a toss-up there. I live really close to a store. so Just one store? The Stonestown Galleria. Oh. <laughs> Advertising for that now. <laughs> okay, kids, we're going to the Stonestown Galleria today. Um, we have... $40, at least your beer will look good, grog tag, certificate to give away, boys. Who's a go-to? Um, oh, we didn't really look at this. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to no. 
Good job. Uh, I gave I gave Blair a thirty three, and you gave Blair, Blair a I gave Blair a thirty one, and I gave this is behind the scenes, everybody. Josh this is, a thirty four. What happens? Okay. What'd you give Josh? Thirty four. I gave him a twenty nine. Oh, we're pretty much again like almost a tie. So let's do thirty four, twenty nine. That's 33. If there's a tie, you guys have to you guys have to make out to determine who loses. No. Yeah. That's okay. 34 and 29 is 63. 33 and 31, 31 is 64. 64. So, 64 so Josh gets 60. the grog All right, Josh. Good job, dude. That was pretty difficult. Math sucks. Not really, but math's bad, dude. No one likes math. I mean, except I'm always like making errors in my Greece. score sheet edition. No, I'm not. Just kidding. I always check it <laughs> Um Okay, I believe. Can we talk about my sour beer? Oh, yeah, that's what right. What do you guys think? This what do I think about your sour beer? Well, there's there's, there's no THP, which is really great. There's no THP this time, Brian. No, 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 no. We get a lot of sour beers on the show, and a lot of times they have that like unbuttered popcorn Cheerio character. And I'm really mm-hmm. interested in how you don't get that at all. Um, you know what I'm noticing? My kids' diapers smell like Cheerios. Hmm. Like the pee, like pee diapers. They smell yeah, like Cheerios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's weird to me. Yeah, I always. That's you can smell right away when the kids are peeing. And, yeah, like oh, that yeah. smells yeah, like there Cheerios. Is, there yeah, is, yeah, now yeah, I'm exactly. hungry, which is weird. I'm uh, hungry, <laughs> and I want to change a diaper. <laughs> Great, um, um, but it gets none of that. It has none of that. It's, it's a little bit pickly, like mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of that pickle. It's very, it's pretty sour. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I get like what I get in it is is, is kind of the classic like sweet tart slash kind of spree candy you know those rolls of really tart time. candy. I'm getting maybe just a, a a little bit of the the um sorry not so much alcohol but more more of a. a nail polish uh, mm-hmm. remover. Well, that's that's, that's yeah. what I kind of smelled yeah. down the thing too. A little bit. Yeah. But I think it's fine. I mean, I like it I, for yeah. for being junk beer. Like, yeah, you know, how long has this been going on? How most, long has this mostly been? Mostly rescued beer. I, yeah. I it lives in my closet. Every time there's something coming out, I break out my five carboys and I blend them to a way that I like them. Yeah, and then I put them back, and then I put I rescue beer and put in there. You know, from, I like junk beer, but I guess rescue beer sounds cool. Yeah, like. Leftover hydrometer samples, you know, the last half wow. of the bottle that you didn't pour, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, considering that you didn't brew this, you just blended it from junk I rescue some of beer? It and a lot of it. And, and some of it's also leftover Dr. Well, Homebrew I guess, beers that you send yeah, me home okay, with, right, and I don't yeah. drink them, or you yeah. know, I drink, I'm judging a Dr. Homebrew beer at home, and there's a lot of Dr. Homebrew beers in these, too. That's crazy. That's pretty interesting. Blends. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, considering all that, it's pretty. Uh, I think. It, I think it's come along pretty nicely. Can well, we? Can we at least mention the fact that I brought you guys a uh, New England double IPA? All right, oh. and this has been the hazy show stuff. for. Just the so my day. friends always say I don't make hazy stuff, so I just want to throw out there that I do make hazy stuff. Get, looks get like new juice. friends, dude. Get better friends than that. I agree with you. But it is, you need it is to actually. Easy. I would just move away. I would just. I, move I am away. doing that, right? Yeah. He's moving closer to the East Coast. Yeah, Key's leaving us. I'm going to Cleveland, which is a... It rocks, and that's that's all I've heard about it. That rock and Roll Hall of Fame? The Hall of Fame sucks. I've been there multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> but Any Hall of Fame that anyway. won't have Husker Do. There goes another sponsor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shit. They were, on, they were on the hook, too. Uh, yeah, hazy. any friends who complain that you don't make ha- enough hazy beers should all be fired, best friends. It's My wife, wide, wide net of people, so it's kind of hard, you know, to... 
No, I think it's it's really easy. You just move to Cleveland. It's got pineapple and um, an apricot. It smells better than it tastes. Right. It smells really good. Yeah, it smells good, but it, I don't know. It's, it's like kind of no bitter. Bitterness. And, no, it's low bitter. I, I didn't say it, it's no, there's there's high bitter. I just said there's it's kind of overly bitter for the mouthfeel. I don't, but I don't like these styles of beers. So I just I, I I don't understand them. I see why people enjoy them. I don't enjoy them, and I don't understand why people enjoy the them. The mouthfeel is always kind of weird to me. It has this like kind of in the after mouthfeel. It's like a dustiness kind of you know from all the leftover. Uh, starches or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot it's of weird. oatmeal. It's like twenty percent oatmeal and maybe like ten percent or fifteen percent wheat, yeah. and then also it's a heavy chloride sort of uh, mm. uh, water. Uh, so there is there's it is a definitely a weird thing, but I don't think it's. I think it's pretty low in bitterness, especially for a double IPA and adding all these hops yeah, to it. Like, but, a, 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 but the a bitterness, the bitterness that is there is is I feel maybe more aggressive than it needs to be. Yeah, some, yeah, some of these are a lot are a little less yeah. bitter. Well, and I think Almost part no of the problem with these styles is, is like this beer, especially. It, there's nothing left on your palate except bitterness. It's just kind of creamy and falls away, and it's just there There it is. And that's maybe why I don't like these styles. I want to know that I just drank a beer and I ate a hot pellet. I, I just I do want to say, like, I mean, I think people are idiots out there who are making these styles and Period. adding, like, <laughs> adding bittering hops to them. Like, I see, like, I, and I don't even look at recipes on this, this shit. I did at one point, but it's like, why in the world would you add bittering hops to this style? Like, you want to throw all your hops at the end, and this this is all whirlpool and after, pretty much. You know, yeah. it's all whirlpool and, and dry hopping, and it's a, a crap load of that. But, like... Why in the world would you even want to add bittering hops to something? That doesn't even make any sense to me. And it's like, yeah, it's what, like are you, what are you doing? Like, you're fighting against yourself. You're using the old, like, hey, I always add bittering hops, so I must add bittering hops now. Like, and I always like, add Irish moss and finding agents. Oh, yeah. wait. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that? Yeah. No, I know. Whatever. It's, just, it's, it's something that irks me. And it's like, think about it, people. When you want to make something like this, think about you're it. trying to get to something that doesn't have a lot of bitterness, then don't add bittering hops. Don't add, like, you know what? Put everything at the end. And, yeah, it just, I don't know. Just think about it. Just think, think about, about it. it. Think about it, won't you? All right, everybody. This has been Dr. Homebrew. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to uh, our guests, Blair and Josh, for sending in beers. I really appreciate that. Again, a very close show. Both both good beers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, enjoy them. Um, two things to remind you about. Great Fermentations. Go to greatfermentations.com. Follow them all over social media at GR8 Fermentation. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. So don't forget that. If you're looking for Blickman stuff, go to Great Fermentations. Tell them that we sent you. That would be good for you. Second of all, um, wait, i got to do this, and i got to do this. And Second of all, all, HomebrewCon will be at HomebrewCon. We'll be doing two shows live. So if you have not registered for HomebrewCon yet, it's in Loser. Portland, the end of June. Be there. We'll go to a tiki bar. It'll be a good time. <laughs> I didn't even ask Blair if he was going because he's got three kids. Yeah, he's not going. Um, but definitely when you're there, Sorry, you're Blair. drinking rainier beer and you're drinking cocktails. Don't worry about the other bullshit craft beer up in Portland because it's all terrible. Just go there for homebrew and tiki drinks. All right, everybody. Portland has great craft beer. Don't listen to JP. Bullshit. It Don't has, listen to JP ever. It has rainier. That's all you need. All right, everybody. We'll see you next month.